It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. The top stories. Police say they have arrested a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby in the early hours of this morning. An unvaccinated five-year-old girl is in critical condition in Tianmen Hospital after contracting COVID. And Executive Council convener Regina Ipps says she'll be more careful with her words in the future after comments she made about stamp duty on Tuesday led to a rise in property developer shares. The Centre for Health Protection says an unvaccinated five-year-old girl is in critical condition in Tianmen Hospital after contracting COVID. She, would, she was admitted last night after running a fever. Dr Gladys Kwan is a chief manager at the hospital authority. We suspect that her rapid deterioration probably could, due to the COVID, whether it is causing the encephalitis or other conditions, we are still doing the investigation. So at this point, it's quite difficult for us to draw a conclusion. But we believe there's a chance that because previously there is a similar cases where the child didn't have any vaccination, but when they have COVID, they are more susceptible to some central nervous system inflammation or causing the encephalitis. Hong Kong recorded its highest daily number of new coronavirus cases since early April, with today's tally coming in at 5,308, of which 160 were imported. Three people with COVID have died. Executive Council convener Regina Epps says she'll be more careful with her words in future after comments she made in a Bloomberg interview about stamp duty on Tuesday led to a rise in property developer shares. In the interview, Mrs Epps said waiving the, the double stamp duty for mainland buyers was among policies under consideration to shore up the local economy. The government later said it had no plans to relax stamp duty. Mrs Epps said Bloomberg's headline had created a misunderstanding. In fact, the stock market fluctuations were caused by the Bloomberg article headline because I was responding to a question on how to attract talent and said it could be considered. But the Bloomberg headline said the government had been considering it, causing some misunderstanding. The interview was conducted in a short period of time. Of course, I'll be more careful and explain things more clearly in the future. Police say they've arrested a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby in the early hours of this morning. The suspects are a 24-year-old woman and her 35-year-old husband. Police say the baby boy's mother had entrusted the couple to take care of him. Officers say they received a report just before 2am about a baby, a baby being found unconscious at a Tai Kok Choi flat. The child was rushed to Kwong Wah Hospital and was later certified dead. Acting Superintendent Chu Ping Fai said the baby showed signs of injury. We found a number of suspicious injury on the baby. And the pathologist has examined the baby and found that there was some wounds on the right face near the eye corner and uh, some burnt wounds at the baby's the left forearm, left leg, right thigh and the right foot. One of the lines of the investigation is that there may be child abuse or neglect of taking care. Education Minister Christine Choi says students with amber codes should go to school only if the campus environment is suitable. She said it was up to schools to make appropriate arrangements. If these students have full day classes and it's a must for them to have lunch on campus, they should be partitioned and eat separately. The places where they eat should be cleaned thoroughly. Schools should consider the campus environment and their own situation before arranging for students with the yellow coats to return to school. 
Health Minister Lo Chung Mao has played down the likelihood of Hong Kong quickly doing away with quarantine hotels and moving to seven days of health monitoring instead. Appearing earlier on a radio programme, he had said the move yesterday to three days of hotel quarantine from seven could see arrival numbers increase by up to 80%. But speaking to reporters afterwards, Professor Lo said dropping hotel quarantine and moving to a so-called zero plus seven system would depend on the COVID, the COVID situation. I can't promise. Depends on the COVID situation. Everyone hoped to have you know, more resumption of travel and economic activity. But we have to look at the COVID the situation and we have to remember that the virus is continuing to mutate and the pandemic is continuing to evolve. Even WHO and many experts have warned that the pandemic is not over yet. To say hastily that we will relax everything and go to a zero quarantine measure will be not practical. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The author Salman Rushdie remains on a ventilator in a US hospital with stab wounds after he was attacked at a lecture in New York State. Police have named the suspect, whom they detained after the attack, as Hadi Matar, a 24-year-old New Jersey man. In 1989, the former Iranian leader Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khomeini issued a fatwa against Mr Rushdie, calling for him to be killed over his novel The Satanic Verses, which many Muslims saw as blasphemous. The author Lisa Apinyanesi is a friend of Mr Rushdie and a campaigner for freedom of expression. It's chilling that so often his imagination has actually been preliminary warning of truths to come. And what has happened is just ghastly and appalling. Taliban forces in the Afghan capital, Kabul, have fired into the air to disperse women dis- demonstrating for their rights. About 40 women marched in front of the Education Ministry, marking a year since the Taliban takeover. They called August the 15th a black day for Afghan women and girls. As well as shooting, the Islamists reportedly beat a number of protesters with rifle butts. From Kabul, here's the BBC's Vinit Hari. Group of women uh, were walking from the office of uh, Taliban's education ministry to the group's vice and virtue ministry. They chanted uh, school, work and food. And if you look at the videos coming out of the protests, uh, these women uh, looked defiant, angry, upset. They were carrying banners and demanding their right to education. A US-based rights group says a terrorism court in Saudi Arabia has jailed a women's rights activist for 34 years over comments she posted on Twitter calling for reform. The Freedom Initiative says Salma al-Shahab's sentence is the longest given to a women's rights advocate in the kingdom. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. Freedom Initiative, which advocates for prisoners in the Middle East, says that Salma al-Shahab had an original sentence of six years in jail, raised to 34 years at an appeal hearing earlier this week. It says that she's from the Shia minority in the kingdom, members of which have sporadically held protests against what they say is their second-class status in the country. It's unclear why Ms al-Shahab's sentence has been so drastically increased. Freedom Initiative describes it as an escalation in a crackdown on dissent. Almost 150,000 tea workers in Bangladesh have gone on strike, demanding an increase in wages they say are not enough to live on. That follows four days of two-hour stoppages this week. With more details, here's the BBC's Charles Haviland. 
Bangladesh's tea workers are mostly low-caste Hindus in an overwhelmingly Muslim country. They work in remote areas and struggle to get good health care, drinking water and other basics. A worker's minimum wage is worth only about a dollar a day. Unions are seeking at least two and a half times that amount, but plantation owners say they can only afford a fractional rise. The tea unions are now on a nationwide strike. It will continue beyond Saturday unless there's a breakthrough in negotiations. Bangladeshi media say the workers produced a record 96 million kilos of tea last year. To sport and football and in the English Premier League, Stephen Gerrard won his first managerial clash with his former England teammate Frank Lampard as Aston Villa beat Everton 2-1 in the day's early game at Villa Park. Goals from Danny Ings and Emmy Buenda eased the pressure on Gerrard after a run of two wins in the previous 12 games dating back to last season. Villa had to survive a nervy finish as Lucas Dina's own goal gave Everton hope before Emmy Martinez denied Anthony Gordon an equaliser in stoppage time. And a look at the weather. Mainly fine apart from one or two showers. The minimum temperature will be around 28 degrees tomorrow. Top temperatures of about 33. Light to moderate southerly winds. The outlook mainly fine and hot on Monday. Becoming cloudier with a few showers into the middle of next week. The current temperature is 28 degrees Celsius with relative humidity of 81%. And a look at the top stories once again. Police say they've arrested a married couple on suspicion of murder following the death of a three-month-old baby in the early hours of this morning. An unvaccinated five-year-old girl is in critical condition in Tianmen Hospital after contracting covid and Executive Council convener Regina Ip says she will be more careful with her words in the future after comments she made about stamp duty on Tuesday led to a rise in property developer shares. The news from RTHK. It's 4th of July, you're crying Your world's come crashing down You know it's not right Still trying to turn it back around Can't see it now, you're better off without Someone who kept you down I know, I know you thought it was love But love ain't like this, you should shine your brightest I know, I know you're hurting right now I can see the fireworks
Crashing down I can see the fire 